Pals, and welcome back to The Punt. It is Thursday, February 7th, and for the first time in a few weeks, I'm joined in the studio with Klein. Klein, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's Yeah, it's been a few weeks. In addition to the normal uh, life and busyness we've got going on, I just got out of the hospital. So, uh, you know, some people have, are familiar with this. I think I've been on Twitter with it a little bit, but it was... Not a rough stay, but it was almost like a vacation. Yeah, it got felt away pretty from, good. Got away from the wife and kids for a little while. Yeah, I got away from work. Got to clear my head. Watch some TV shows. Obviously, th- overthink FPL way too much. I'm oh, yeah. sure. I'm sure oh, you went I, down a million rabbit holes. I I texted you, but I panicked because I looked at the um, channel listings they had, uh-huh. and NBCSN was not one of them. Oh. And Premier League was not on NBC in the middle of the week, like when I first got admitted. Yeah. And for part of the double game week, and lo and behold, like one of the mislabeled channels ended up being N- NBCSN. Oh, and I was that's, like, that's finally, nice. like I was like, got a whole day of like three full days of like Premier League, like solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, binge, that, binge, that is nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, caught up on some TV shows. We were talking. Um, I binged Jack Ryan. I binged like old shows, like mm-hmm. everything. It just like total mind. Like it's very relieving to get like a point where you're like you know you're never at home and you have nothing to do mm-hmm. like if you're in the hospital bed you literally have nothing to do and no responsibilities yeah i think i started binging the wire in the hospital something oh yeah i forget what it was but i maybe oh house of cards is what it was i pretty much watched two seasons of that when i was in the hospital a few years ago so yeah glad to have you back glad you uh glad to be enjoyed back. yourself in the hospital which is not something that most people do but it worked out for you so um Game week 25 is finished. Moving on to game week 26. We're kind of getting into the final stretch. Obviously, blanks and doubles are coming up. People are going to be panicking and overthinking them. We just got off our first it was our first double of the season, right? First Six. double of the season, game and, week 25. Um, where City and Everton doubled. Obviously, City, a huge points team, you know, nearly top of the table, second in the table right now. A team with a ton of players who can score a ton of points that, we saw a lot of captains and triple captains this week. And, um, Klein, you and I both captained Aguero this week, and it paid off for us. We're so geniuses. Let's go ahead and start right there, huh? I feel like everyone either captained Sané or they triple captained Aguero. And I feel like we just hit, like, right, like a small percentage triple captain Aguero, I mean, but, like, we just hit right on the sweet spot. We're like, I think we made some good leaps and bounds by that move. I think that was a good genius move. Yeah, I think going into this week, if you were looking at a city <laughs> asset to captain, it came down to three guys. It was Sterling, Sané, or Aguero. And you could have made arguments for all three. I think the biggest knock against Aguero going into the week was, you know, well, Jesus has been in decent form. You're going to play two games in, what, four days. Uh, is he going to get two starts? Because when you're captaining in a double game week, the main thing you want your guy to get is two starts, right? That's kind of what you're banking on for the uh, competitive advantage. Because if he only plays one, what's the point of captaining him over a single game weaker? So that was the big knock against Aguero. But of course, lo and behold, he ends up starting both games. Uh, Sané doesn't start the first game and then gets subbed on in the 59th in the second game, which is just oh, an absolute dagger to anyone that captain Sané and then uh you know Sterling did his thing what he get 11 points over the two weeks so yeah um, he didn't have I don't think he had much in the first game I think it was all in the second game yeah well no no he had two assists in the first game for 10 points and then he came on for a 30 minute cameo uh for Sané in the second game that backed it up reversed it okay yeah so 
I personally had a good feeling after I captained Aguero that I figured he would get minutes in the first game and then questionable in the second game. You know, anything else was a consolation prize. Mm -hmm. But after seeing Liverpool draw even with West Ham, I was just like, Pep, there's no way he's going to let up off the gas. Like, now is when you... Uh, shake and bake and slingshot around the outside and you give it all you got and you press and clearly that's what happened like yeah he didn't get anything in the second game but it felt great to see like he's gonna start him because he's going to want to take first yeah going into this week I didn't have Sterling or Sané so the Aguero captain was just a no-brainer and as an Arsenal fan I know good and well that Aguero loves to score against Arsenal and of course he goes out scores in the first minute which was so deflating as a fan um and then of course he goes on to get the hat trick and uh you know after the hat trick going into the second game it was all house money right you're kind of like well I would have taken three goals over two games I would have bit your hand off for it so going into the uh, game against Everton you know I think City's official account tweeted out a picture of Jesus, and you were kind of like, like oh, bad omen. Like 15 minutes before the lineups yeah. were announced. You're like, oh, bad omen, and I was like, eh, I don't even really care if he's on the bench. It doesn't matter. He's already, you know, paid his dues. And then, of course, he comes out and starts the second uh, game as well. So so for you, I'd say this was a great double game week success, even obviously single game week success. Yeah. For me personally, I would count it more like a fail because I did stretch my last few weeks to get in Kevin De Bruyne and Leroy Sané, mm-hmm. who both I'm going to have to deal with probably coming up because of blanks. Uh, I got them in just for this game week, and clearly they, you know, shot the bed. Yeah, and I was planning on getting into kind of talking about double game week and blank strategy. We can get into that later, but right, I'm just saying, like, if, clear, like from point of view i'm still considering this more like a fail on yeah. my part and it feels like because you were trying to essentially predict pep which is something that no one can do we've i've tried to do it a million better times luck winning season. the lottery yeah and uh you know i actually only have one city player which is terrifying most weeks but you know clearly paid off this week with uh getting the big haul from aguero and and Sané only getting one point over two game weeks. I mean, that is just a disaster for Sané owners and especially for Sané captainers. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a it was a good week and um, definitely a week that separated the uh, Aguero captainers from the non-Aguero captainers. So, and if you didn't have them at all, it was it could have been a, it was a rough go for you. Especially because the other, you know, where else does your budget go? Right. Most everybody else either has Aubameyang or Salah, and both of them lackluster. Yeah, both of them um, did not get involved really this week. So uh, good, um, good diff- like the captain differential on Aguero was was nice, and you know another guy that had a huge haul this week was uh, Laporte, an even bigger haul. He scored twenty points over the two weeks, and. He was a guy that I've had pretty much all season, recently got rid of because City stopped keeping cleans, and then, of course, he comes and bites me in the ass in the double. And Obviously, I don't think anyone was captaining Laporte. I mean, if you are, you're a psychopath. But for those of you that still had him, you just had, if you captained Aguero also, it was just an right. absolute massive you're flying. this week. Yeah, and so like I'm considering, honestly, the savior of my double game week really is David Luiz. Mm-hmm. You know, with that massive 15-pointer I was never counting on. Yeah just gave me the leg up over when you know where my Sané and Kevin De Bruyne calls failed like he totally filled in the gaps there 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's a good player going forward. You've had Louise for a while now, and he's been really, really good for you. Definitely outperforming Alonzo, who's been a fucking disaster in my team. I've spoiler alert, I've finally gotten rid of him. But yeah, Louise has been one of your best transfers of the season. Yeah, it's it's felt really good. And, I mean, this is coming off two donuts, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they conceded four to Bournemouth, and then yeah. I think two before that, and he had a yellow card in a game. Like, he's totally redeemed himself. <laughs> do we want to dip into some more Chelsea? Well, I, Or do you have – you want some other notes? Well – What you got? Yeah, well, yeah, let's go ahead and go into Chelsea. That's fine. Because, I don't know, I, was, I wanted to talk about – Higuain opening up Hazard now a Higgy, little more. Higgy Stardust. Higgs Boson is back. Yeah. The or is th- in for the first time in the Premier League. Yeah, so of course Chelsea went out in January and got Higuain. He came in price at 9.5 in FPL, which is an incredibly affordable price. I think, at least for me, we all know Higuain is a great uh, clinical finisher. I was worried because I heard he was a little heavy and wasn't sure if he was going to slot right in and, and hit the ground running. And of course... You know, two goals in his first game. So, well, I don't know. My, I think like I think he's very underestimated as in in that respect. I think the price that he's at is very undervalued. If you look at, I mean, I know stats don't translate all the time straight from you know Bundesliga, uh, you know, Syria mm-hmm. and uh, the Spanish Premier League. Yeah. Well, but la- what was it last year? He had thirty eight and thirty eight with with Sari in Serie A. Yeah, no. And then I- this year he has been very lackluster. It seems like that's the price that kind of translated over when he came in in, in January. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I, I'm not going to get dug in with the the pricing. Um, I just think how that they. I just think he's undervalued when you look at what he did in a previous season last year under the same manager. And then you look at Bobby Firmino, who's right. similar price and doing just about nothing. Yeah, or no, or, it's, or it's Jamie a, Vardy, you know. Of course, no, that's what I'm saying. It's a great fucking price. Like he should be priced higher. Like at nine five, you can. I mean, that is a steal. I mean, that's like getting Rashford at United for, you know, I think he's now seven seven. And he's essentially the starting striker for United. Every now and then, you get these guys that are priced to a point where you almost can't not have them because the value is so good. And I think that's kind of how Iguain looks, especially given this recent performance. And like you mentioned, under Sari, he scored a ton of goals. So clearly the Sari system works well for him, and he's a good fit in it. And now you put Hazard out on the left side, feeding him, and there could be some serious magic. So Iguain you know who is else you a put, very viable player. Right. You know who else you put out is Alvaro Morata. He's gone, yeah. He's gone. Back to Atletico. Back to Atletico. And now we have someone in the box or around the box that can finish with Mm -hmm. Hazard. And they can actually... It's like like the link he has with Giroud, but like to the next level. Like, it's going to be a beautiful relationship. Yeah, and one that, unfortunately, I think we'll have to, (coughs) at least for FPL purposes, we'll have to kind of wait to capitalize on because Chelsea... Right. um, You know, they play City this week, then they have a blank. uh, And then I think... They have another tough fixture. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. They've got City, they blank, and then they've got Spurs, which I don't think they'll have too much trouble with at Stamford Bridge. And then their field opens up a little bit. You know, they're looking at Wolves, Fulham, Everton, and Cardiff, and West Ham. Like a nice series of five. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. At, what is it? Uh, after game week 28 going to 29, that's kind of when I think we'll see a lot of City transfers in. Their fixture list just opens right up. Chelsea. What did I say, City? <laughs> yeah, Chelsea. That's what I meant. Yeah. I think it's going to be really easy. I think we're going to see a lot of either, uh, you know, <clears throat> Sané to Hazard or Aguero to Higuain kind of transfers just so you can, like, dip your feet in both ponds. Yeah, I think that that's right. We'll, uh, you know, you kind of segue nicely into the the city assets because you mentioned having to deal with, you know, you transferred in De Bruyne, you transferred in Sané. A lot of people have Sané and Rashford, or um, I'm sorry, Sterling. And, uh, you know, now City have a tough fixture against Chelsea. And then, of course, they blank in 27 too. So a lot of people will be looking to kind of offload those um, assets, at least for the short term. And uh, there are a lot of really good midfield options kind of opening themselves up now at very affordable prices. Uh, we haven't really talked about United or Liverpool or Tottenham this pod, but, you know, Pogba obviously has been in incredible form. He's just completely flying under under who? Who's the new manager, Clint? Old Gunner. That's right, Old Gunner. Ollie Gunner Solskjaer uh, has just really opened up United, and Pogba has looked as good as everyone uh, thinks he is. And then, of course, Son back from Asia, back in the team, scoring goals already, even though Tottenham don't maybe don't look as potent as they have this season with Kane and uh, Ali out. And then uh, Sadio Mane has also been in form. And, um, you know, he's a very form player. When he gets going, um, he can score a lot of points in a short amount of time. And all of those guys are kind of at or below the price point of your your Sterlings, your Sanes, uh, your Hazards, guys that have tough fixtures and blanks coming up. And so where are you kind of looking if you are a – you are a De Bruyne Sané owner, you're going to be looking for other midfield replacements. Who is really catching your eye right now? I mean, I may be looking back to Hazard. I think Hazard to De Bruyne was my transfer Mm -hmm. for the double game week. Uh, Either that or, you know, I don't know. I never like to let Aguero go out, but sometimes the congestion gets just gets a little much for him to have consistent minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, De Bruyne usually is the one who keeps the minutes. But... Midfield-wise, I'm really liking Hazard now that we have Higuain. Uh, there are a lot of undervalued United assets, I think. Like Pogba, obviously, he's like almost 40% owned. But then we have Lingard, who kind of seems like he's deeper this year. We've got Martial, who has kind of fallen off. He's like five blanks now in yeah, a row. Yeah, Martial's not even an option right now. Right. There's not really anyone else in the United midfield that is, like, exciting or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems like Pogba gets the ball and Rashford takes off, like, the roadrunner and Pogba just flies it up as almost as accurately as Kevin De Bruyne can do it and yeah. just lands it right on his feet and then it's a goal. So it seems like that's the one-two punch for United. Tottenham I'm really not – I'm really, really wary of. Like, I really thought Erickson was going to be kind of like a central piece that he – that he, he usually is, but it seems like, you know, with Kane and Ali out, he would be stepping up a little more, and it just hasn't proven to be the case. Even when Sun was out, it just it doesn't feel good, and I'm really trying to stay away from Tottenham. Yeah, on that Tottenham note, I think you're right. They look way more toothless without Kane. They, you know, played Laurent, uh, Llorente up top for a couple games. He, the first of course, thing famously he did. scored that own goal. Um, you know, I know he was kind of like a big punt for a lot of 
teams because he was so inexpensive and you figured he'd be starting with Kane out and then of course he puts one into his own net in that first game he's done okay since then like he, he, he got a goal that game and then he also I think got a brace assist in the last in the last set yeah I think you're right about that and then I don't think he played this past game or at least he didn't start I think uh, Lucas Mora started up top maybe or maybe it was Sun and that's a weird dynamic too that they've got to figure out is without Kane you know the whole Urente Lucas Mora thing yeah and while they may like, if you think about it logically, Tottenham are not going to be the most potent goal scoring force right now. But at the same time, Sun is just so good. He just finds ways to score, it feels like. And there are times in FPL where you can like look at the numbers, look at the analytics, and, you know, kind of pick up guys that you can see are coming into form or kind of maybe underperforming their XG or XA. And you think that um, that trend is going to flip. But if I look at Sun, Sun has just been scoring so consistently for so long, and he, you know, went away to the Asian Cup, came back and scored. Um, he's just a guy that I want. I want him in my team. Like he, I, yeah, I, I don't really care about Tottenham and and what their like goal max is. He is the one that I want, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get him. I hear you, but like I don't know. I refuse to acknowledge the goal from this past week. That was like a Loris Carius mistake. Like it went right through underneath the keeper. It megged the keeper. Yeah. Like there's no excuse for the keeper to have missed that. That is a keeper's goal that should not. I mean, yes, it does stats count for Sun, but the t- keeper never should have had that go through. Yeah. I mean, you said it. It counts for Sun. <gasps> they all count. And uh, some years, players just have a little bit of magic. And sometimes. I'm reluctant to get players in because I look at that. I'm like, oh, there's no way this keeps up. And then sure enough, it keeps up and I get burned. So uh, Sun is definitely someone I'm looking at. Pogba too. I mean, Pogba, you said it really well. He is just playing so much more freely, making runs into the box. He is picking out assists. He and Rashford. He's not taking these 30-yard shots that he's like the patented Pogba shot. He's thinking a little more, I think, is pushing forward a little more is what it feels like. Yeah, because he's being allowed to. And, of course, he also has the um, added benefit of being their penalty taker. And they've gotten quite a few penalties because they have so many quick forwards between, you know, Lingard, Rashford, Martial, Sanchez. I mean, these are like pen merchants that can just dribble the ball into the box and oh, yeah. lure a defender into a bad challenge. So Pogba definitely has that benefit going for him. So I think on paper, I think a lot of smart FPL players would pick Pogba over Sun, but um, there's merits for both of them. And, and Mane also. I think Mane is a massive differential. I think Mane is getting to the point where we, we talked in the beginning of the season about when he was flying and he was way overperforming his stats, mm-hmm. his like baseline stats. And now I think we've gotten to the point where he's underperforming his baseline stats and it's finally coming back around. Like yeah. the, he's finally curving back up again to like, you know, level out. Yeah, I mean, he's just a, a form player. I said it earlier. He, when he gets into these little runs, he can score, you know, two, three goals in consecutive games. And it doesn't even really, you don't even bat an eye at it. It just looks nat- so natural to him, and then he kind of falls out of form, and then just blanks, you know, for five games in a row, and that's just kind of the way he is. And you know, I think Liverpool, you know, they're dealing with some injuries in the midfield with uh, Wijnaldum, uh, Wijnaldum and Henderson being hurt. And I think that certainly hurts them going forward. They haven't looked quite as potent. Uh, Firmino looked terrible in that game against West Ham. You know, they've kind of slipped up a little bit. If you're being cynical, you could say maybe the pressure of the title race is getting to them. Uh, you know, they had 
Uh, two consecutive draws against Leicester and West Ham. Those are two teams that they should be beating. Easily. Um, but, you know, I think that you kind of need to keep the faith with them. You know, they're home burn with this next game. That is a fixture where you certainly back Liverpool to score a few goals. Burnmouth seemingly can't really defend. Liverpool, especially Salah, always performing better at home. You know, I think uh, I think Mane is, is a nice little differential option. Well, now, now that they're in a quite literal title race, it is going to be every other week or every single week that either City or Liverpool are holding, the, holding first place. So there's no reason for either team to not be firing at all cylinders. Yeah, and an added benefit of Liverpool, um, they're out of the FA Cup and the EFL Cup. So they only have the Premier League and the Champions League to contend with. Uh, they play Bayern in the Champions League, obviously a hugely formidable opponent in that will, I'm sure, you know, I, I think Klopp is probably going to prioritize the Premier League, I would think. I mean, he'll try and win both, I'm sure, but... Um, an added benefit of those Liverpool players is you don't really have to worry about their blanks and doubles as much. You can yeah, they have nothing scheduled for the rest of the year yeah. so far. Yes, so you can just plug in. You know, I'm I have triple Liverpool. I'm sure a lot of people have triple triple Liverpool. So um, that's another added benefit of their players going forward. Klopp's just like this age old enemy of uh, Bayern already, so he mm-hmm. almost has that mentality nailed down. It might not be such a huge mental deal for them. Yeah. All right, Klein, another guy that um, I know has kind of burned both of us in the recent past and a lot of people will be looking to get out is uh, Lucas Digne. I thought you were going to go to Richarlison. Oh, oh yeah. We can I'm go. ready to get rid of him, too. We can go. Th- just we're the, both on Everton. Just, we're both Everton. Just the Everton oh. guys in general, yeah. I mean, Everton out right now, obviously, they've looked oh, awful. terrible. They, um, they uh, blank in 27. They had I, some signs of life in the city game as far as like trying to hold them off, but mm. they were, that was never going to last. Yeah, I want my Everton assets gone. Um, Dinier, of course, with that devastating red card. He doesn't start, comes on for 11 minutes, gets red carded. Fuck him. That just killed me that week. Um, and then, of course, Richarlison has been blanking for fun. Didn't even start versus City. Right. So uh, which uh, where do you want to go first? you want to talk about Richarlison replacements or... Uh, um, let's talk about Digne replacements. Okay. Uh, I personally, I'm looking toward Wolves. Mm. I've already got Bennett, and I'm looking toward some some other Wolves defenders as well, just because they have a nice string of fixtures coming up that I think they can. I mean, they are the team to beat in the mid table, and I think that they are going to easily be able to keep some cleans in the next five or six matches. Um. They have probably three or four. Def- if you have point two or point three to wiggle with, and you don't want to try to reach toward Do- Doherty or Doherty, however mm. you want to say his name, they have every ninety-minute player in their back line you can reach if you're getting Dean out. Yeah, that's that is great. Uh, you have what Bennett, uh, Johnny, and, and Bully. Uh, yeah, all yeah. of them. And then are uh, very easy to get to. Yeah, and I, I think personally. It- if you can swing it, it really is worth the stretch to get to uh, Doherty. He is just so much more attacking than those guys, and um, like plays so far forward. He's you know plays as a wing back. Right is an option for an attacking return, really in any fixture, even against the top six. And they don't have a blank, and they don't have a double. Yeah. But they're looking at Newcastle, 
uh, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, and Cardiff before they've got to play Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah, and even that game against Arsenal, again, if you do get Doherty, there's a very good chance he can return because Arsenal can't keep anyone out. Right. So it, it kind of depends on how your team looks. If you're going to be – like was. I don't know if DNA was like an you know every week player for you, or if he was a rotation guy. If he's rotation, then obviously you can save the money if you need it and get a you know get one of Wolves' center backs. Um, but if he was an every week player and you need to get in another every week player, then Doherty was is certainly where I'm looking. So yeah, I agree. Right. I think that that is kind of where I would look first for a Dini replacement. Um, any interest in lesser defenders? Harry Maguire has I been. I was I was interested in. Um... Pereira for a while and it just seems like his ship sailed and I without me ever getting on it and yeah. I'm really happy to have had some other problems that I had to deal with before I was going to get him in mm-hmm. and then he just never came back so yeah. it was really actually relieving to just let it go yeah I know I Pereira's kind of been my boy all season at least verbally and no never had him in my team right i always kind of liked him not mcguire either just because he actually plays in the back a lot yeah like Pereira at least was like weirdly out of pocket for a little while yeah but slabhead is definitely more likely to get a goal he loves getting in the box and getting his head on the on the ball we saw that in the world cup it's held true for most of the season for lester so i think between the two i like harry mcguire more but I agree. I, I think Wolves are your better investment. Although a lot of teams might have triple Wolves already and may not be able to go there. Right. Um, um, so same kind of price bracket. What's going on with Trent? Uh, I don't know. He's still out injured. I don't know when he's due back. Just thinking of that because I'm looking at my own defense with Robertson and Allison, and they're both – I mean, something's going on at that Liverpool defense. I'm not keeping cleans anymore. Yeah, I again, I'm not trying It used to, to be a lock for 6 12 points a mat a yeah. week. Again, I'm not trying to panic over Liverpool. They've they've had like a kind of a tough turn in form lately, but I do still back them to bounce back. I think that they We've got Gomez out out and we've got Matip and Lovren that are just like on the fringe of being ready to play matches is what yeah. it feels like. You know, I'm reading uh, Dinnery's website, PremierInjuries.com, right now, and it says Alexander Arnold potential return is February 9th, which is this weekend. Um, more likely next week, but you know he's getting back to training and is going to be in contention for a spot on the side. So he's someone that you know maybe if you can, uh, I don't know that I'd bring him in for DNA this week, but he's someone to certainly keep an eye on. Oh well, how about all right? Another red team. Okay. A lot of people have been showing Lindelof and Shaw a lot of love. Yeah, I, I'm still uh, not convinced by the Man U defense, but a lot. I mean, that's an easy switch, and, and way more comfortable at least than Dean. Yeah, I think in general, you feel more comfortable with United now just because they're playing better. You know, uh, maybe the clean sheets haven't really come out as they have in the past, but. Lindelof is just so inexpensive. He's like sub five mil right now. Right, he's five. five. Shaw's five. Uh, Young is their most expensive. He's five seven. Yeah, and you know, just for sheer. Sorry, play, Valencia, who has played almost nothing, is their most expensive. It's yeah, six four. I, I drafted him in a draft league, and he has been killing me. Um, yeah, but like Lindelof, Lindelof and Shaw at five, just for sheer getting like getting into a top six team with a. A decent run of fixtures. You know, they still have games against Ars- uh, Liverpool, Arsenal, and City, and Chelsea before the season's out. But, you know, you'd back United to keep 
a few more clean sheets this year. Um, Lindelof, uh, in the box and set pieces, he had a goal against Burnley in game week 24. You can do a lot worse, especially depending on how the rest of your backline looks. And if he's a guy that you can rotate based on matchup, then I think that that's a, a great place to look. Yeah. And then any pre- any other premium defense is just like barely out of reach. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean if you can get to someone like Laporte, he's someone that City again had that little bad run where they weren't keeping cleans. Little. Yeah, it was you pretty mean, long. like for like, 15, like 12, 15, 15 weeks. Fifteen game weeks. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it was a little worse than I'm just a little bit letting on. But um, you know, he's someone that they're gonna have. They're gonna have. Um, I think what one more double coming up. You, uh, you, gotta be. Yeah, I, I know think. Chelsea has one in 38. I don't know if Cities is scheduled yet. Cities isn't scheduled, but I think that they're alive in, in both cups, so they sh- they'll likely have another. Um, I think what they have to beat like Millwall, some some non Premier League side. If they beat them, then they'll have another game made up. Of course, they'll come along with a blank, but still, they're a team. Obviously, they're one of the best teams in the league, and uh, if you can afford Laporte at five nine, then he is uh, another great option. Um, okay, so Richarlison replacements. Where, where are you looking for for him? Are you trying to uh, free up cash and, and reach upwards to the, the Pogba Sun area, or are you uh, looking to downgrade him? God, that's really tough. There's just not a lot around him anymore. He's down to like 6'8 now. Um, I don't know the value that I'd get if I sold him. I'm just like – I at this point, I'd probably downgrade Mm-hmm. Or well, yeah, I guess you know what I would downgrade, and I'm really, I'm, I just want all of the wolves on my team. Like Jota starting up top is now finally like come back to what we thought he was going to be preseason, mm-hmm. and he's killing it, playing up top instead of out wide or you know any kind of midfield. I mean is just 6-0. It's just got three returns in the last three. One of them is a 19-point banger or something yeah, like that. that is a banger. Like, come on. Get in. Yeah, I love the joke to shout. They've certainly looked more dangerous going forward lately. Even Moutinho. Wolves. Yeah, Moutinho also an option. Handsome 11. And Wolves, their fixture list is just great over the short term. Their, their next four, I mean, you can see them scoring against any of those teams as far as like downgrading from Richardson, i really don't know where else you would go i mean i guess you could consider Pereira at watford i don't really like that their fixture list looks rough and he really hasn't done it too consistently the only other person i would consider is brooks and he would need to sit on your bench for like another month before he's going to be playing full strength again yeah I'm not but he's like anyone injured he's just sure. a huge but he's a huge enabler at that point i mean that's almost two million that you free up. Yeah, I mean, you could... I would hate to make the lateral move to, like, Sigurdsson, especially because he didn't start. Um, maybe someone like Bernardo Silva might be an option. I don't yeah. know. He hasn't really... He's not returning a ton. at all. Yeah. He's playing. Yeah, it's kind of tough. That's kind of a dead zone, really, in that, that area. I think Jota is probably your best bet. Um, it's a good shout there. Yeah, I'd say Jota or Moutinho is actually a pretty good downgrade. Yeah, I think the bottom line is... Yeah... Or, you know, the best bet is just to find that extra cash somewhere and get Pogba, get Son, get Mane. Well, yeah, I mean, that would be the extra cash to enable another move. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, Felipe Anderson, also an option if you don't have him. Uh, he, uh, of course, scored against – he scored? He got an assist. Assist against Liverpool Their bonus. fixtures are turning around. Maybe he'll turn it around. He's been on a – He's been on the schneid for a little while. Yeah, I mean, whenever you have those kind of mid-price midfielders on on those mid-table clubs, there's going to be breaks uh, in form, and you kind of just have to stick with it. And He was really solid before he had, what, five weeks, five blanks in a row, but he had a 15 six weeks ago and an eight this week, so that's not really not too bad if you were patient with him. Right. So. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a little tough little spot, especially, you know, we're, we're – Talking about all these wolves, and then we also just talked about them defensively as well. Like it's, it just won all of them. Can I get four? Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think I don't really have a ton of other point. Let's move on to our transfers then. Yeah, let's do it. Klein, knowing you, I'm sure you've already made your transfers for this week. Oh, absolutely. All right. Did you do them Saturday after the first round of games, after Tottenham won one nil? I did it immediately after the first round of double game week games. Okay. So, like, Sunday or Monday, mm-hmm. whenever they finished. Yeah, so I already took some moves, to some preemptive steps to, like, remedy my city situation mm-hmm. because they're going to blank in two weeks and then – they don't even have a double scheduled yet. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and got De Bruyne out and I got Dean out okay. from Everton. I took a hit, brought in Johnny. So now I'm looking at Johnny and Bennett from Wolves in my back line. And I brought in Salah for the first time since like sub game week 20. Wow. <laughs> it's about time, I guess. Right. I'm welcome back. There's a reason I've been sitting at over 1 million game rank for most of the entire season. Yeah, not having Salah will have hurt you this season, that's for sure. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like he's been, you know, anything but consistent. Like, he hasn't been exploding too much, but it's clearly hurt me. Yeah. So, yeah, I brought up Salah and Johnny and De Bruyne and Dean out. Yeah, I think it's a smart transfer. I think, obviously, you're not, you know, De Bruyne plays Chelsea this week. Not even sure if he'll start. Probably will if we were to say, but who knows with Pep. And um, obviously we'll blank next week. And then Dinier, who has been a disaster lately. So I think that both of those players are kind of big upgrades there, even though Johnny may not feel like one. I think he'll outscore Dinier over the the short term. So that's the other like problem I get myself into at this point. When I have um, Johnny and I have Bennett, now when I'm like setting up my team, I also have... Like this week, it's kind of easy because I have David Luiz playing Chelsea. So, I mean, playing City. Uh-huh. So, I'll be playing both Bennett and Johnny. But right. at some point, one of them is going to sit on the bench while the other one plays. Right. And it's going to be weird. Well, that's all right. I'll live with that. Yeah. Other uh, other remedies I got to figure out in my team are Ings and Brooks are both injured. I might hold on to Brooks. He might be worth it. But Ings. I don't. Yeah, Ings is a problem. He was just getting God. back from injury and then gets hurt again. And but it's like, and every time he steps on the pitch, he does something. He yeah. got back from injury with a yellow flag and scored, and then immediately had to go back out. Yeah, and Ings is so disappointing because 
and we didn't even talk about it in this pod, which is criminal because he's been so good. But like Jimenez is not that far away from him in price. And I have been shouting Jimenez probably since week 10 and have not had him in my team at all this season. Because I got I, him around 20. I was and like, I'm like loving it. Yeah. I was cheap and went for Ings instead of him when I should have gotten Jimenez. And like the injuries to Ings have really just highlighted how bad of a decision that was. And I should have, like, every season there's these guys that they are inexpensive and they're performing for like a mid table or a lower club and you know everyone's jumping on them and you either do or you don't because you think that they're going to level off and stop scoring and I definitely thought Jimenez was not going to keep it up this season but he's been so good he's like it seems like he returns in you know a one way shape or form every week he's on he's on track for a Vardy season yeah. he's on track to be like nine mil next year at a club that has no business having nine million player. Yeah, I mean, God, I don't think it'll be that expensive. That would be fucking wild if he was. Maybe. Maybe eight, eight and a half. Yeah, but um, he is certainly, you know, one of the best value players of the season, and um, I'm sure most players at the top of the table have had him for a long time, and I haven't. But, um, yeah, Ings' injury is a problem. Brooks' injury obviously hurts you. Those are two pretty popular enablers that, you know, people probably weren't relying on to start every week, but it certainly hurts your uh, bench depth, which is something that's important with all the uh, blank game weeks coming up. So, um, yeah, and I've I've been preaching bench depth for a long time, and my bench depth is fine. It's just that they're all injured at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Jimenez is <laughs> doesn't sound too fine. <laughs> yeah, Jimenez has got nine goals on the on the season. He's got. Seven assists. Yeah. He's he might hit a double double before the end of the season. Yeah, and for his price, I mean, I think he opened the season at six or six five. He's probably right. up to seven or something like that now. He's at he's six seven. Yeah, I think he must have opened at six then. I'm yeah. not sure, but yeah. All right, so yeah. So what do you got going on? Um, well, I, I had some problems recently. I had to uh, just over the past few weeks, I had to deal with injuries to Kane, Trent. Fucking Dinier in that red card. Uh, so I've had some some wholesale changes to my team. Um, last week I got rid of Dinier and uh, brought in Doherty, which was good. Doherty got me the assist this week, and uh, he's someone that I'm looking forward to having. He's been a guy that I kind of wanted all season. I'm glad I finally have the opportunity to have him in my team. Uh, and then this week I had to deal with Alonzo um, for obvious reasons, again, playing against City and blanking, and then Richarlison, who's just been a disaster also. So... I got rid of Alonzo. I wanted to enable a move in the midfield, so I downgraded Alonzo and brought in Lindelof. For all the reasons we talked about, I just think I got him at 4-9, so I was getting into a top-six side for sub-5 million. He's been playing pretty much every minute. Um, maybe not the biggest risk from set pieces, but he is someone that they push forward, and um, I think he got an assist two weeks ago against Burnley. So and the way my back line is set up, like I have, uh, you know, I have Wani Biz, I have um, Doherty, I have Van Dyke and Robertson. So theoretically, I, I, Lindelof is like my fourth or fifth defender. So he will not be playing every week. He will be kind of a matchup-based guy. Who uh, ever thought we would have a day and age where we said a Manchester United defender is going to be my fifth defender, yeah. <laughs> my rotating defender? Exactly. So it's just kind of like a luxury move that I – Getting rid of Alonzo had to be done. He has just been underperforming like crazy. And uh, it allowed me to uh, make a transfer or to upgrade with Charleston, which is something that I also desperately needed. So I got rid of Charleston, brought in Sun, 
the the South Korean again. It's just kind of a gut move. I know Pogba is probably the smarter choice, but I have um I have Rashford already. Son has been killing me all season. Even and in with ga- Lindelof, that would be a little uncomfortable. You'd be on triple United. Yeah, and uh, I just um I don't know something about Son. I I like him as a player, which is weird because I hate Spurs and I hate everyone on their team. But Son is someone that it's kind of hard to hate him just the way he plays and. How much he seems to enjoy it, yeah. Yeah. So, so that was it, yeah. Um, Alonzo and Charleston out. I like Lindelof in. I don't. I guess I don't know why. I always had a huge aversion to Lindelof. I think it was because under the the good Moo season, he seemed to be the cause of many errors and problems, like our early John Stones. Like, just he would be the reason that they lost the clean sheet. Mm -hmm. But I mean, looking at the recent games that he's played. You know, it's four cleans out of five, something like that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe that has some of his assists in there or something. I don't know. He's got big returns in the last five games. I don't hate it. And like you said, you know, that switch from Alonzo, that's almost two million. And then you banked, what, 0.8 or something like that after your Richarlison transfer. So you had three cleans in the last five. And one of the ones where they didn't clean Lindelof scored. So he's returned in four out of the last five. Right, form, fixtures, and what I'm always the most concerned about, the money, all of that makes sense for those two, the, your, your set of transfers. I really like it. Like, I mean, you even you still must have walked away with half a million to 0.8 million in the bank. Yeah, only 0.2, unfortunately. Um, Richarlison was like 6.8 and Son was 8.7, so I need to Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I there, mean, that... So a little in the bank, a little wiggle room. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, and just one last note on Lindelof. I mean, remember last season when they signed him, people were starting the season with him. Like, people had really high hopes That was for ridiculous. So, I know, thought that was insane. Maybe he's just one of those guys that needed some time to adapt. And, again... Different, needed a different manager. Yeah, United playing better under Ollie. Oh, Gunner. Oh, Gunner. Maybe he'll uh, he'll live up to that potential. All right. Who you, got are, a, uh, you got a captain for this week? Yeah, I do. Um, so, I'm captaining Mo. Uh, Mo Salah, home Bournemouth. For who I have in my team, it's the most obvious choice. Um, I don't really want to captain Aguero against Chelsea, um, although I think he may return. Son home against Leicester. Maybe if Tottenham were like full strength with Kane and Ali, that would be an option. Rashford against Fulham. I think Rashford or Pogba against Fulham are also nice captain options. Playing away, you never like to captain your or have your captain be playing away, but Fulham are terrible, so that kind of. Uh, the, All of Fulham's games are away games. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and if you play Fulham, you're playing a home game. But um, for me, it was Salah. But I think that there are definitely some other captain options who I just don't own, unfortunately. But um, like uh, Obama Yang, we didn't talk about Arsenal at all this um, this podcast, which is kind of rare given my affinity for them. But Obama Yang against Huddersfield is like a bang-on captain choice this Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Huddersfield is abysmal, just like Fulham. Yeah, Obama Yang, I've famously been saying all season is not a good FPL pick and he has been what the top scoring forward maybe around there so uh what do I know um yeah the the top scoring forward um playing against Huddersfield who are just absolutely terrible uh this seems like a game where Arsenal can put up four or five Arsenal are not nearly as good as Liverpool or City you know, they're kind of more on par with like United and, and maybe Chelsea before they got Iguain. But they can still dismantle the bottom of the table. 
Uh, they certainly oh, have easily. enough quality. Yeah. And um, when they don't have to set up, like the problem with Arsenal now is that their defense has been so diabolical that when they play teams that can actually possess the ball and score, they need to commit more men back to make up for how shitty their back line is. But when you play against a team like Huddersfield, where they're going to control the ball, you know, they're going to have probably 80% possession. They can throw on that extra creative player and, and play four at the back and only play with maybe one or two defensive midfielders and, and have everyone else going forward. And I think you're going to see Aubameyang, Lacazette, probably Owobi, and maybe Ramsey too. And uh, those guys are certainly capable of getting a goal. And uh, I think Aubameyang is, is, is bang on the score. And if I had him, I think he is the guy I would be captaining this week. Yeah, that's, that's a good shout. Who are you captaining? Uh, so now that I have... Um, Mohama again, Mohammed? Mr. Salah. Yeah, I will be making a nice toss salad at Burnmouth. Um, yeah, Mo Salah is probably going to be my captain. The only other real option I have, I mean, I know Aguero likes to play Chelsea, but I don't really buy into a lot of that. And it's away at Stanford, or no, it's a, it's at the Etihad. But yeah, I'm. <laughs> The only other real option I have is like him at Jimenez, home to Newcastle. That, mm. which I mean, I think that could be. Don't do it. I think that could be good, but I mean, there's no reason not to captain. So that's just talking point, you know. Yeah. That's another. That's just a another option. Yeah, I think another. Just one last point on Aguero. I I think he will start, but I feel like having captain him this week and getting the hat trick i kind of like cashed in on captaining him do you know what i mean like it's like all right cool i got the big return you you know what you got you got 38 black yeah and now exactly. i'm not gonna just bet it all on red again like yeah. just red like yeah. i'm not gonna take try to go an extra mile yeah like aguero is definitely a guy that has been like i mean he takes a long I seem to recall him as like getting huge hauls in the form of hat-, hat tricks or like braces with an assist or something like that, and then a blank, and then a goal with no bone, so he gets like a six pointer or something, or maybe a, a goal with a yellow card or yeah, something. Exactly, exactly. Dumb, dumb. Those, like those that. kind of like slow burns, which obviously there's huge value in that having a player like that in your team. But for a ca- from a captain standpoint, like I got the huge haul, he blanked the next week. I'm going to just kind of like stay away for now until like the next great city fixture presents itself. And it's all, yeah, I mean he did, it was the double but it's always a it's always a risky captain too, especially when you have Salah in your team. Yeah. All right, Klein. So yeah, Salah Salah will be my captain probably. All right, Klein. Easy. We've uh we've kind of gotten away from the punts obviously because we've missed so many weeks. So I'm kind of like chalking it up to like like just calling out punts weekly at this point and maybe not going for the contest cuz we clearly are like completely inconsistent well we should yeah well we should just kind of resume it now I mean, we don't need to update the table right now because i'm sure it's not updated but let's jump back into it we'll call all the weeks that we missed a wash zeros and uh we'll get back on it starting this week so klein who are you punting on this week i i have two written down i want do you have one you you want i only have one i want you to go first. okay then. so you're hoping that i will make your choice for you by picking i'm hoping person. you pick someone that i have written down so i can go with my like real real punt okay I think this punt for me um, feels pretty good because the team has been in form lately since the change of manager. Have we uh, talked about them? Oh, change of manager. Yeah. Um, they are going away to Fulham this week. Only owned by 4.7% of players. It's Jesse Lingard. Uh, you know, Lingard is another kind of inconsistent player. I really hate him. 
He just has one of those punchable faces. I hate his goal celebrations. Um, I, I just strongly dislike him. He scored against Arsenal. I really hated that. But um, he's a player that can come up and score out of nowhere. And I think United stand a decent chance to put four or five past Fulham. It's it's someone else's turn to score a goal, Rashford. Yeah. Pogba, share the love. So Jesse Lingard is my punt this week. All right. I like it. I wish you would have gone with someone you love the goal celebrations for, like the tall man. Oh. But uh, I had him written down too. That's that's a way too out there. Um, tall man equals Peter Crouch for anyone who's Peter not. Crouch. 38 years old, back in the prem. First thing he did, assist. <laughs> First thing he did. It's kind of easy when you can reach across the entire field. Yeah, well, who's your punt this week then if it's not Peter? I don't like you. I don't uh, like you throwing out another name because then if Crouch scores, now you're gonna get like partial credit for it. Oh yeah, that's, a, that's an old so listen, listener credit. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going with uh, 3.5 percent owned 6.0 uh, Diego Jota. Okay. He's flying. Yeah. There's no. I can't believe he's still only 3.5 percent. Like when I looked it up, I expected almost close to. I guess maybe like seven or so, not ten. But he's got that yellow flag. It's probably scared everyone away. Yeah. Dude, keep it up. Keep the yellow flag up. Yeah, he's home to Newcastle, so I don't see why him and Jimenez can't like tear him apart. That's a great pun. I think you know Newcastle with Rafa tended to set up defensively, but I think you're right. I think Wolves will do him. I think that's a really great pick. Kinda yeah, I wish I had looked at that myself. All right, Klein. Well, now it's time for everyone's favorite segment that we blatantly ripped off from another podcast. It's the Who's Back of the Week, Klein. Who's back for you this week? Again, since we've been gone so long, I, I have two. Okay. Do you want That's, me to yeah, go for both? Yeah, I want all of them. First up is a player. Okay. Our 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 main man from Chelsea last year, or sub main man, Bachuai. Oh yes. He's back on ba- back to Palace now. That he shit. actually, I think he did okay in the in the Bundesliga while he was over there. He he never really cemented himself in there, but he did score some important. He's come off. He scored some goals, but yeah. I, I don't think well, he he's was come playing off, very consistently. So recently, he was injured. He he was playing pretty regularly and getting subbed, you know, like Aguero style, like sixty five or so. Uh, and then he had some injury, and then he hadn't played, and then it was like spurt minutes, like thirteen minutes, mm. like twenty three minutes or something like that. Right. Um, back on Palace now, giving Benteke some competition. Like Benteke's last stand has got to be coming up if Batchit's back. There's no reason to keep a failing Techers. Yeah. Um, so he's back, and then my other who's back. This is gonna sound real petty of me, but it's my favorite emotion or feeling or whatever. Short and fraud. Short and fraud. If you don't know, is the feeling. That you get, you are happy that bad things have happened to somebody else. Uh, Mourinho recently uh, yes. has accepted. It's probably going to be suspended because he's rich and famous, but he's accepted a prison sentence for tax evasion. <laughs> and I just like couldn't be happier that more bad things are happening to happening to this man. <laughs> uh, I wait, what? I did not hear this. Mourinho is going to prison. He says he's accepted the prison sentence, but like I said, you know it's going to be suspended. Like, and then he'll just live at his house or whatever. I don't understand why these super rich people just can't pay their damn taxes. 
I don't understand why they can't just go to jail like the rest of us. Oh, my God, yeah. A one-year prison sentence will instead be exchanged for a fine. Uh, one year. I, I blew it up. But still, one, one he was assigned a one-year prison sentence and just said, yep, I didn't even try to fight it. Yeah, so I guess he's paying 182,000 euro and then a separate fine of 2 million euro uh, instead of going to prison. So Good. Yeah. Good. Good. I yeah, I do like that. That's a great who's That's back. That's great. I approve. Short and fraud is back. All who's right. your who's back? Uh well, my who's back is not quite as fun as yours. Um, but it's just the blank and double game week panic and overthinking. So over these next few weeks, as we have our blanks and doubles coming, we're going to see people doing a lot of stupid things. Maybe like transferring in Kevin De Bruyne before a double. Um, but you know, every year people freak out. They wanna. They are focused on getting you know fifteen doublers in so they can use their bench boost and shit, and it never works because when you have to play like two games in three days, players are inevitably going to get benched, injured, and shit like that. So um, just be on the lookout. Don't get sucked into the Twitterverse and all the FPL heads telling you that that you need to maximize your doubles and. We always. And I feel. I feel like we always just feel like these people are like Hungman Sun. Like you just get them back from Asia, change their batteries, and they're yeah. just like good to go for like four more games in a row. And it's clearly not the case with most of the players that we want to count on for these double game weeks. Yeah, it's almost like you forget which players are good and you just want players that play twice. Which 90, is like, 90. Yeah, which is dumb. So uh, we'll get more into it as we get closer to those doubles and they get scheduled. But just remember, don't get sucked into the panic and the overthinking. Just stick with good players because even... Having a good player play one week might be better than having a shitty player play two weeks. So Right. All right. Neglecting the handsome eleven actually worked out for us for this week. They since have a good we've week? just we've left we left it on Aguero. I think they scored in the eighties or something like that. Yeah, hell yeah. Um one player that is coming straight into the handsome eleven is Arsenal new boy, Dennis Suarez. That man is very handsome. Right. Um we should be getting him in this week. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go ahead and update. Maybe there. we'll post some headshots. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for us this week. We will maybe be back next week. Possibly. Yeah. I'll be out. I'm out until the 18th. So I've got plenty of time. If okay. Got- <laughs> yeah. I, I work a normal schedule next week. So we can do it in the evening. And, uh, until then, uh, we'll see you later. All right. We're out.